Welcome to Redefine Sisterhood, where we celebrate scars and embrace liberation. We are your hosts, Taylin and Sam. Each month, we focus on a spiritual principle that we are rooted in. This month, we are rooted in peace. Shalom. We are now into our heart check. The heart check segment is as simple as it sounds. This is our time to check in with ourselves and our listeners to see just how well we've been keeping ourselves. Hatch, keep yourself. Okay. <laughs> so sis, let us know what's been going on this week. Give us an awkward moment, something fun. How you doing? You know, let, let's just say like, what hasn't been going on? Girl. Um, Because like, you know what I'm saying? Like Black History Month has been quite like lackluster. If I do say so myself. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) And like, I was born in the greatest month of the year. So I'm going to highlight myself. I just turned 28. Yay! Happy birthday, boo! Yes! And, you know, someone that I really deeply care about made my birthday amazing. And I really appreciate this particular person. Okay, so She's saying just a little bit, but not too much. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. But you put it out there. Okay. (laughs) No, but anyways. um, No, seriously. Like, I just want to thank those of you who are listening, who have shown me love, um, who are reaching out. Like, it was really important to me. And I really appreciated it. And having a birthday during a pandemic is hard. I, I think it this is. was like, this was my first panty birthday. Like everybody else, you know, my already panty birthday. <laughs> <laughs> this is my first panty birthday. So no, cause like think about it. Like last year, my birthday happened right before the shutdown. Very so true. I didn't really have that experience. And then I also just, it's just me and my dog who I love so much. Sasha Pasha. <laughs> she's sleep though. So let's leave her there. Cause she's, very much a lot um yeah I just I was really down like if I'm gonna be honest I was kind of sad um and I didn't want to take the approach of like let me just have a party because I feel like that's reckless and I also just didn't feel like being around that many people but yet I think my struggle during this period of time has been feeling like isolated and trying to like work around that with the people that I can see the people I can spend time with. And that's like a very small number of people. Um, So, you know, I'm just trying to adjust. I I'm happy to say that I have a great therapist and I am starting therapy. Yes. Jesus and therapy. (laughs) Yeah. It just, and also, it's great. I'm grateful because now it's an addition to the spiritual counseling I've already been receiving. And it's like on top of that. And um, Taylor knows very well. I think the treatment journey for me has been a long road and it's been hard. And a lot of it has been financial, you know, access, right? It's crazy that I'm a therapist, but like I didn't really have access to the mental health that I needed because those jobs I was working didn't provide me with anything to even get me there. So I personally took a different route in my career now with the position that I'm, I've transitioned into, which is more administrative and equity-based. Um, so I think that has opened the door for me to actually get treatment in a consistent way. So I will say how my week is going, how that week went. It was There was a lot of highs and lows, but it was beautiful, I think. 
I love that, friend. Thank you mm -hmm. for speaking on just vulnerability and talking mm -hmm. about the importance of a therapist, but also access is key. Mm -hmm. So for me, this past week, I had a housewarming. I think I've shared on here that I bought a home or if you don't know, I bought a home this last year at the end of last <laughs> year and then did some pretty intense renovations. And it kind of all culminated last week and having a lot of friends and family just showed me love at my housewarming. And it was beautiful. I felt so full, you know, not just the guests. People were incredibly generous, which was amazing. But more than that, they were just so kind and giving with their words and encouragement. And so I felt really good about that. I did. And outside of that, I think this past week has definitely been some highs and some lows, <laughs> but I have learned, if anything, through being in treatment, right, being in therapy over these last couple of years, how to, what I need, what my medicine is, right, to be in a healthy space. And that includes working out. So I've done a lot of exercise and just been outside, which has been very healing. So yeah, I definitely mm. had a pretty good week. I also, sis, is <laughs> got a core. Okay. Exact. Thank you. Yeah, yes. a little tut tut no more. No tut -tut. more, y'all. I just wanted y'all to know his name was Rusty. <laughs> Thank you very much. Rusty and yeah, I, he he's was. still here. He's still, he's still my side piece. <laughs> okay, but no, okay. I'm just kidding. When I need to, you know, <laughs> take care of things, but he's there for me. But for real, yes, God is blessed. Oh, okay. Just blessed. I'm just so grateful. So yeah, the week is going well. I'm super excited though to dig into our topic today. And we are talking about That's the Real Tea, y'all. This is our time, our segment, where we really flip the culture on its head and turn a teacup full of gossip into a teacup filled with meaningful, heartfelt conversation, reflection, and spiritual truth. I'm going to turn it over to my sis. What are we talking about today? All right, guys. So as you know, the month of February has been about transition and change. And so last time when we came to you, Taylin so beautifully led that episode, and we were kind of reflecting on what transition means and um, what the season was bringing for us and the changes that we were experiencing, especially coming out of 2020 into the new year. And um, we're very much in the early quarter of the year. And so I think uh, if you're like me, you know, February usually is like my real start of the year rather than January. So I'm still there, y'all. I'm still there. <laughs> but, you know, and so um, as we came out of that episode, we kind of left feeling like, well, where do we go from here? And that's kind of where I'm coming from tonight. And um, this is going to be really raw and vulnerable and kind of free flowing. Um, so before we get started, as we always say, we're teachers, we're women of God. And so we're always going to start with some sort of definition, some sort of scripture, some sort of something to get us grounded. And so as we talk to you guys, um, and we mentioned that we were rooted in peace. Well, we talked so much. We got so into the conversation last time that we didn't get to get into peace. And so tonight, I wanted to get into um, peace. And I want us to kind of frame the conversation of transition and moving forward with the principle of peace. So just to start off, I love to use uh, Blue Letter Bible. That is like my <laughs> go-to when I'm comparing different definitions. But 
Um, we have well, a lot of us have heard the word, like we said, shalom, like I threw that out, which is the Hebrew word for peace. And there's sorts of like, there's like different levels to peace. And that's why I kind of like the way it breaks it down. I guess I'm a little biased, I'm sure. Shout out your Bible study resources, y'all. Like, definitely Please. shout them out. Let us know. We are always open to um, yes. new resources to use. I think that that's something that's really cool. Um, but I like the way Blue Lighter Bible kind of breaks down these different layers of a word. And so it makes it less simplistic. So when I looked it up, you know, the way that good old Sister Miriam, if y'all go to my church, y'all know I call her Sister Miriam Webb, some other Miriam. She, uh, she puts it like freedom from disturbance and tranquility. And I love that because I think that is, there's an element of that is true. But then when I think about the word, I, I remember the people on the boat the disciples on the boat and how there was all kinds of disturbance around them, but yet God was peace in the midst of it. And so sometimes I think peace can be seen in different ways, depending on the season and the time that we're in. And so uh, I feel like the other uh, resource I use kind of expanded upon it a little bit more. And so there's a couple of different ones. So completeness, soundness, and uh, welfare, health prosperity that's that's one uh place so kind of like the element of of completion as a part of peace but also safety and soundness in our bodies our spirits our minds our hearts um contentment oh that's the big word contentment 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 and again when i think about jesus and this is not even the scripture i'm coming from tonight but like when i think about jesus on the boat he was completely content and sound with the chaos all around him because he knew where his help was rooted in. And so I think that was his frustration with the disciples of like, why are you so disheveled? Like, hello, I'm here. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, I think contentment in this time period where we really can't go anywhere and there's not much we can do about it. Mm-hmm. It's really hard and it's been a uh, pretty challenging for me and so maybe as you're listening you can reflect on some of the ways that's been challenging for you then there's also peace that's from a time of war and so there's times for war and then there's a time of peace and so if you think about um what's happening around us we're not really in a time of peace uh we're in a time of turmoil of um frustration of tension uh, we just had a change in leadership. And so there's usually some type of warfare and tension that <laughs> I wish I could see. To... Hallelujah. I just Ooh, have glory to say. To God. <laughs> okay, change in leadership. Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen. Okay. okay. We just had to, okay. We had to let out the fuse. We did. We had to let out a praise in here. I'm sorry. I mean, not that we're expecting. Let's be clear. We know that the work doesn't stop. Okay. There's a sense of relief. Okay. 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 Um, <laughs> we're still y'all. So there's a type of peace that, you know, uh, I'm sorry. I was talking about the fact that we're not really in a time of peace, like in terms of the world. There's like a lot of warfare um, going on in the spirit and in the world. And so how do we... Uh, find that peace in this time, which is why for me, although I like Mother Mary, it was a little incomplete because what happens when you don't have freedom for disturbance? What happens when things get shaken up? Is peace gone or is peace there? 
if peace is there, how do we find it and who is peace? And so that's kind of what I want us to think about as we're having this conversation. We want you all to know that we have conversations all the time where there's not a black and right or a right or wrong answer, but we're really just kind of going through these questions until we get some revelation in, in our conversation with one another. And so um, the last one I want to say is peace with God. And I think this really speaks to peace within, because often when we're not at peace with God, we're, we're not at peace within either. That's good. There's That's really good. no way that we can because we're inextricably, as his creation, we're inextricably connected to him. And so if we don't have peace with him, we don't have peace within ourselves. And so this is a piece that speaks to a covenant relationship. And sometimes I think peace is, is uh, absent sometimes when maybe we didn't hold up our end of that covenant. Maybe we don't understand. We feel like he's not holding up his end of the covenant. Um, think about, you know, in your relationship with your significant other or your friends or, you know, when you're at odds with one another, yet you're still in that covenant. So understanding what peace is in those situations and how to find peace within, which is ultimately finding peace with, with God. Um, and so that's kind of where I wanted to start off with you guys. I have a couple of scriptures for us that I want you to just meditate on Psalms 85 and eight. I will hear what the Lord God will speak for. He will speak peace unto his people and to his saints, but let them not turn again to folly. So then we see in that, that, God will speak peace and that his peace will lead us. Then we have John 14 and 27, which says, I live the, I leave the gift of peace with you. This is the sidebar. <laughs> the, the Passion Translation Bible has, whoo, hot. I just, every time I read it, I'm in tears. Um, shout out to my church for like, you know, we've been reading that one a lot, but uh, this is the Passion Translation. So it says, I leave the gift of peace with you my peace. This is the Lord talking. This is Jesus talking. Not the kind of fragile peace given by the world. Okay, that's Miss Miriam. The fragile peace that's only dependent on if things are going well. Circumstantial, yes. Circumstantial peace. But my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. Mm. So I think that I would like to kind of talk about, <laughs> I have some questions here and I'm going to engage my sister in a conversation about peace and transition. And I think what I'd like to start off with first is what is the after, aftermath of the transition and change in your life now? So we talked about last week where we were. What is the aftermath of that transition and change? Oh, y'all, we're going deep tonight, okay? <laughs> this is tonight. Whenever you're listening to this, this morning in the middle of the day tonight, <laughs> man, if I'm honest, I have so many thoughts that are coming flooding, right? So based on our last episode, we talked a lot about transition and how sometimes we focus so much on the end, but really it's through the process that God really speaks to us and we grow and we learn. So when I think of the question that you just asked me, the aftermath, I think... Man, so in my head, I'm also thinking about, in particular, let's start with the aftermath, right? I think it's sometimes can be so quiet and settling because all the work that you've done, right, in this transition and change, for example, me moving back home. 
back to California, there was so much work that led up to it, right? So much decisions that needed to be made. And then when the decision was done, it was really sitting with myself and understanding what does this mean long term? This change has occurred. How do I live out life daily? And I think particularly what I've been thinking about us being a pandemic God, I don't want to miss this moment. Like, I know that it's a hard moment and it's difficult. And man, um, me owning my own home and being by myself right now, living on my own and all of these things, I have a lot of time to just sit with myself. And a prayer that I've been really just talking to God about is, God, what are you trying to teach me now? Like, what is it that I need to know? What is it in this season that I need to delve deeper into? I don't want to look back and say I should have done this, right? I had time to really rest and have more. I don't know about rest, y'all, but (laughs) have some sense of quietness a bit more. And so (laughs) I think the aftermath just looks like your everyday life. How do you have systems? Mm. How do you have structures in your life that Mm. you can be consistent in that change where you can be healthy physically, Mm. mentally, spiritually? Mm -hmm. What do you need to do now that you are in a different season? And so I think Mm. that has looked like for me, I don't know if we're going to talk more into depth. I can leave it at that and talk about like what those have looked like for me. But yeah, that's what the aftermath is just really sitting in the everyday stuff, man, like, you know, what do I need to do to keep my mental health mm. right? Mm. So that means, do I need to be in therapy or do I need to take a break from that? Do I need mm. to be reading certain books? Um, for me, as I said before, being outside is like my medicine. So how can I put that mm. into my daily practice? Mm. For me, that also has looked like just taking more time to really sit with myself career-wise I was just having a whole little existential crisis, just a minor one <laughs> before we started this. No, but I've just been really thinking, I mean, long-term for the past couple of years, God has blessed me to grow my career um, greatly, which is awesome. And I'm also thinking long-term, what do I want to do? You know, I'm mm. going to be 30 in a few years and how do I want my life to look? And what does that look mm. like career-wise? So there's so many questions that I'm beginning to ask myself, even as change, quote unquote, has occurred, right? I have change, but I'm still changing. I'm becoming when I think of Michelle Obama and what she talked about, right? It's I'm constantly in process. So that aftermath is constantly, it's training in my mind and I'm breaking it down and, and making it smaller and breaking that down again and continuing to ask mm-hmm. myself those questions. What about you? Yeah, I, I think, I think, yeah, it's, you're saying a lot of the things that I, I feel as well. I think for you, the aftermath has looked like setting a new system in place. And so as a prophet, I would like this because we deal so much with like systems and things, systems of the earth. Well, in order for you to set a new system in place, that means everything else had to be broken down for a new foundation to build and be built. And so for me, the aftermath has been nothing in the same place that it was when I left it. <laughs> like everything is in a different space, if that makes sense. I'm using yes. that as a metaphor to say that nothing is the same. And um, it's like, I feel like I left that season with tools. I left that season, like I had mentioned last time, with an end, some endings and some beginnings. And I, I kind of tried to run from it. And so now I'm dealing with the aftermath of that period of running and like shutting down. And now, okay, but what does it look like to walk through the door? Knowing that nothing is in the place that it was 
knowing that not only do I have to implement a, a new system, but I actually have to learn a new system so that I can implement it. And so it's, it's, it's bringing in those tools that you gain from that new season, but also learning and yielding to the process of learning what you need to do so that you can build on that foundation so that you can set a new tone for your life and a new foundation. I think often after transition and change, things get really disheveled. And that's where the anxiety comes in. And again, I didn't even plan to talk about this, but the disciples in the boat, it was all, you know, shaking up. And in that Mm -hmm. shaking up, that's where the true challenge of maintaining peace lies. And I think it's not so much in our maintaining of like us bearing the burden of the peace givers, but receiving the gift of peace from the giver himself and what that looks like in that time. And I think when things are starting to get all out of place, it's not so much the peace of like everything is calm and quiet and I'm free from any kind of disturbance in my life. It's the knowing and the peace of like I'm resting on Christ, the solid rock. His promises for my life are yes and amen. Even if I don't see it happening around me, I know that. And so it's holding on with faith and being steadfast in, the, in that, in your heart, and in your spirit. And that's hard to do when everything is getting yanked around from you. People are getting yanked from you. Maybe offers to positions that you thought you should have walked in, what you thought you should have been in your life. So that's like a period of grieving that you have to do for those different things, which I don't know how I can't remember how much we touched on in the last episode about that, but there's an element of grief and grieving that comes with change when there's loss involved and when there's new things birthed at the same time. I mean, Girl, you know, say like you look like you're burning with something to say. Go no, ahead. I absolutely. I think that is huge. I we touched on this just a little bit last time, but for me, just grieving what I knew for so many of us. I mean, in so many ways, right? The virus caused us so much change. A lot of it unplanned change, uncontrolled change. We had to completely surrender to it. And for sure, grief was, I mean, having family members pass away like that grief was real, but also the grief of the life we thought we could, we, we were supposed to have, right. The life we had planned for ourselves. That is is challenging. It's a grief that, I mean, grief would never be planned out. Right. But it's often a grief that we don't speak about a lot. And so you don't really know how to manage that. What do I do when my life looks nothing like, Six weeks ago, I'd planned out or what I thought it would be maybe five years, you know, even girl at this age at 27, I thought my life would look very different than it does now. And in so many ways, I'm so grateful that God created a life or allowed me to live a life beyond anything I could have imagined. I wouldn't have thought that I would be at this state in my career or, you know, owning a home and doing all these things. And there's some still Mm -hmm. unfulfilled promises, unfulfilled Mm -hmm. prayers. And so that's challenging. And I think Mm -hmm. being honest with ourselves to grieve that, to be okay with saying like, man, I'm disappointed that this did not happen. I'm disappointed that I'm not at this place yet. It doesn't mean that I'm not grateful for where I'm at, or I'm not learning new things and appreciative Mm -hmm. but I also they can both exist at the same time that I'm also sad that lord I'm not here yet or that this doesn't look Mm -hmm. like I thought it would Mm -hmm. or how about like god you told me to do that and I did it and it didn't work out I'm confused that like make it make sense (laughs) 
because I've been there too. Again, we're retrieving from an eternal realm. And so we're bringing it into where we are here. And it's like, wait, what? You know what I mean? But like, it's already done, right? We're just waiting on the manifestation to happen and not the way people are taking that word manifest and turning it into something else, but like the literal manifestation of his promise that is already established for you. We're just bringing it down. You know what I mean? It's just Mm -hmm. coming into our time, but you know, (laughs) something happened recently where, you know, I had went, you know, there's, I've been looking at some programs and God is like showing me to go in a different direction than I'm already trained to go into. And so the You're people around education me, programs, correct? education. Yeah. Gotcha. Sorry, doctoral. I was specific, doctoral program. And so like, it doesn't make sense to the people around me. Right. Or the people that are like in these schools. Cause they're like, well, you have to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know what you're saying, but this is what I need. <laughs> so like, I didn't want to reschedule this interview with this particular person at the school. And literally on Sunday morning, the Holy Spirit was like, go reschedule it. And I have no idea what's going to happen. But again, it was that principle of like, God, listen, I felt this in my spirit. You told me, do it. It didn't work out. You know, any little sign that we think it's not going to work. Oh, it's like, yes. well, look, it's like, like, we can take we'll be that. crumbling, like, okay, on the floor. Like, <laughs> hold right. up. And he's like, again, my peace I give to you, right? And so it's like having the peace that your promises are established in him and that those promises are not just for you, but it's for for you and your family and, you know, the people God has called you to and the impact and, and, more, and most importantly, to fulfill for the fulfillment of his will. And so it's, it's really hard to navigate all of this. So I'm kind of curious, you know, what does peace look like for you, Taylor, in this season, given that we talked about all these changes? What does that look like for you? And what would it look like for you to have more peace? That is so good. I think, as I shared a bit before in this season, this is the first time that I'm living completely on my own. Not only that. All of my friends do not live in the state of California. (laughs) So it is a tough, it's tough to, I'm so grateful. I could not do this without my family, period. Mm -hmm. And I saw Mary had a little lamb, but, and I'm just kidding. (laughs) Y'all, I'm too silly. I'm just kidding. Let me, let me bring it back, y'all. Peace. So, um, and this season, it's really meant being at peace with Taylin. What does Taylin need? What does she want? What does she like doing? What does she enjoy? I think I have really decided to silence a lot of the other voices in my life. The voices of even social media, right? People telling you on there what it's supposed to be. Even, even Mm -hmm. the voice of quote unquote, Christian church, right? And I'm not talking about God, but I'm talking about the church with a big C, right? About Mm -hmm. what a Christian woman is supposed to be and supposed to look Mm -hmm. like and supposed to want and supposed Mm -hmm. to act. Um, Yes, I absolutely want to please the Lord, period. But I think I've really had to release a lot of the boxed in view of how Mm -hmm. I was supposed to be because it, it was continue to rub against. It didn't allow me to be my full self, honestly, Mm -hmm. if that meant that um, me even purchasing my own home by myself as a single woman, you know, like Mm -hmm. 
I've heard people tell me that, oh, you need to wait till you're married and just, no, I know what God called me to do. This has been on okay. my heart and the Lord. <laughs> right. Um, so, so just in those ways, just making mm-hmm. sure that I am a woman, I'm also very outspoken. Right. And so um, the Bible says you're supposed to be meek. And for so long, I thought that meant quiet. So I should make myself small to make other people mm-hmm. around me feel more comfortable. And that's not at mm-hmm. all, you know, what that means. And so really being able to be true to myself, that has given me so much peace. Mm-hmm. How to say no, that this is actually not something I want to continue doing or supporting in this way. That has given mm-hmm. me so much peace. And yeah, just taking the time to get to know myself and not being afraid of that silence, right? Mm -hmm. Or not being afraid to say like, this is what I need. I prefer to have, um, you know, music on while I'm I'm doing something. Nothing is wrong with that. So just really Mm -hmm. making no excuses for what I need or what I desire and not being afraid to like speak up for that. Mm, I love that. I love that. How do you feel like you can, I don't know if you, you might've touched on this, but like, what does having more peace look like for you on top of that? Yeah, I think more peace constantly, right. Making sure that my being intentional with my relationship with Christ. So that is Mm. still constantly reading the word. Um, I was in prayer time I had some great time this weekend Lord we had a come to Jesus moment okay (laughs) but um but yeah I think I can always grow in that area and I think more peace looks like in particular as I shared I'm just writing down the goals what do I want for myself what do I want my life to look I think that gives me peace to know that I have desires and I have um, it's exciting. It excites me to know that I have goals that I want to reach in places that I want to go. I have no idea how I'm going to get there yet. <laughs> um, I'm like, Lord, this is not the time. Jesus, do you see where we are? <laughs> you see what is going on? This is just not the time, but mm-hmm. his timing is perfect. So uh, yeah, more peace is just continuing to write those thoughts out to continue to let my mind be expanded about what my life can look like. What is it that I mm-hmm. want? What is it that I can desire? Um, not just what I've seen, but like beyond that, right? Relationally, mm-hmm. what do I want in a partner? Or how do I want to spend mm-hmm. my money? What does that look like? I'm investing more in myself. So that means even mm-hmm. financially, y'all, I'm the queen of pinching pennies and trying to make sure, but um, how can I continue to grow, you know, my income mm-hmm. and make sure that I have more access to give more and to do more things. So that's mm-hmm. what peace looks mm-hmm. like for me right now. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I think it's like constantly evaluating your space and what needs to be in your space, what doesn't need to be in your space, and how are you staying connected to the source, right? Ultimately, because I'm very guilty of this, where I'm like talking about the source, I'm writing about the source, but I'm not like connected to the source. And I think in the sense of I'm connected, but like in a sense of my intentional time that is just me. I think sometimes when you do a lot, especially when you do a lot of ministry you just have a busy kind of schedule you can be doing all these things and god is with you and you're talking to but your actual like sit time with him and i think that's where i feel i need to pivot to see more peace uh daily peace i think rather than coming into waves and coming out of it like daily daily peace um and so I think for me, peace looks like in this season, uh, I, I feel like I've been in a very raw place. A lot of things have been coming up 
and uh, I'm in a place of kind of like being restored really um, from some things I was dealing with and going through and um, just stepping into the new thing. And so I think peace for me looks like a lot of releasing, a lot of doing things I've been afraid of doing, a lot of saying things I've been afraid of saying. Yes. I think I eat this um, podcast. <laughs> basically, right? <laughs> um, I think also like re-entering treatment for me this time has been very sensitive and please forgive me if I'm emotional only because I feel like I've gotten so close at times and then you know it's like I was right there and then I didn't get quite to the breakthrough and then and I believe like those things happen for a reason because I had different breakthroughs at different times in my life but I felt this sense of relief of an answered prayer that I didn't even really vocalize but was in my heart because the Lord hears everything and sees everything. And um, it was just a blessing. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. We don't need to apologize for getting emotional on here. We are being our <laughs> full authentic selves to this experience. Y'all don't get it all. Okay. The laughs, the giggles, the tears. So while she's talking about something serious, I just want to make that abundantly clear that there's no apologizing. So yes, no back to how therapy and treatment is going to be. Yeah, I think um, just some things that have I've really never understood that have just been with me and I've tried so hard to like overcompensate or overcome. And it feels good to have someone holding my hand like, I'm going to take you through this and you don't have to be strong. And it's so hard for me to put that down because that's how I survived. That's how I survived all of this time. It's by going back to, so when, when I feel like things aren't working out, my default is to, I could do this by myself. I don't need anybody. And I don't think that's what is healthy for me. And I don't think that's what God wants for us. Um, and so for me, peace hasn't been what I'm used to, which is feeling like you know, because I, I think as I was listening to this, like I was dealing with all of this, not feeling peace within because I didn't feel like I had peace with God because just avoiding him and like things that pertain to <laughs> things he wants me to do. Um, trying to like shut off his voice, but I can't because he's constantly talking to me and I always know it even when I don't feel like listening to it. Um, I think feeling like, you know, coming out of times of warfare and feeling peace, being in times of warfare, you know, like, I just feel like I've experienced all of these different levels of peace and discontentment, you know, which is, I think, the opposite of peace. And um, I feel relieved, but it's scary for me to, like, offload all of this, because that means that I'm no longer trying to create the safety and security for myself, but I am now shifting into his safety and security. And I think specifically, I always say this when you deal with trauma survivors and in any kind of trauma, okay, people like, you don't gotta be like, <laughs> you know, the most crazy thing. I think you can, there's so many different ways that we cannot feel safe and secure for so many different reasons. But without that, you, it's hard to get anywhere with that person in treatment. And so I feel like God is reestablishing the safety and security peace that's the part of his shalom that is safety and security that will bring me into daily peace 
not just moments of peace, but daily peace. And that is what I want everyone to take away, that there is a promise of peace over our life that we don't actually have to wrestle with. We wrestle against things that are not flesh and blood, right? We wrestle against spiritual things, but we don't have to wrestle for peace because it's a gift. We just have to receive it. And I think in the receiving for me in this season is not so much what I've been used to in the past where I feel like I'm right with God or I've done these things and now he's pleased with me, but it's coming to him knowing that like I'm a wreck and I just need you. And it's peace and knowing that it is safe for me to do that and still be groomed and still be functioning and still doing it. And, and it's okay. Like I've taken a leap from certain things so that I can be more available. So peace for me and having more peace has been looking like making more time for myself and my process and my healing so that I can function and not function how I was functioning, which was comfortable for me. And it was what I knew, but it wasn't serving me well. It was, it was really hindering me from fully walking in what God wants me to walk into. And so I think that's the thing about the transition and the changes that the things that were not functioning, that were hindering our function, that were not serving us well, we had to leave those things behind, whether it was by choice or by force. Those things cannot be with us. And if we return to those things, I mean, it's like a dog returning to its vomit. Like you can't, you can't do that and expect to see the benefits of all of these things that you're getting on the other side, you know what I mean? And so, um, I think as we're we're closing out this this segment, um, and we didn't get a chance to get to like all of our questions, but I think that's okay because what was needed to be said and what was needed to be shared, that's what came out. And I think when you think about um, moving forward and what the next steps look like, I want you to be rooted in this: that the word says that those with open hearts are given insight into his plans. That's Psalms 119, 130. That we can call out for uh, understanding and insight, that we can seek the Lord concerning his plans. And I was sitting here thinking that the plans were looking one way, but the plans were really for me to really take my recovery seriously, um, to relearn some things, unlearn some things to kind of sit more in the place of a student. And not that I, you, sh you shouldn't be in that place, but for me, it wasn't looking the same way that it, I thought it would, like, like you said, and I think our perceptions can hinder us. And so it's just being resting and knowing that we don't have to wrestle with certain things that we are wrestling with because they're given to us we have to do is contend with our flesh. And that's what really gets us snared up. We're contending with our flesh. We're contending with spiritual things all around us. We're contending with the atmosphere. We're contending with the climate. We're contending with social change. We're contending with so many different things. But what we don't have to give contend with is the gift of Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? The things that he just gives to us. It doesn't mean we won't wrestle like Jacob. Like I won't let go until you bless my soul. I won't let go until you give me that revelation. But we don't have to, to, to like fight for certain things that he gives to us. Does that make sense? You know, and I think that's why we sometimes we work 
we, we, we are doing all this work and we think it's getting us to the promise, but baby, the promise is the promise. So your work is your work of obedience, your work of yielding, your work of submission. But you don't have to fight or prove anything for a promise. A promise is given to you. It's over your life. It's for you. It's from the Lord. It's an ensign over your life. So it's already done. So you don't have to wrestle with that. But you do have to wrestle with your flesh. You do have to wrestle with yourself and the ways that your perceptions can block and hinder. And the only way we can do that is by and through Holy Spirit. And that's why I love what Taylor said about she has to stay connected to her source. Because if she's not connected to her source, then she can't show up for the day. She can't show up and do these different things that are allowing her to rebuild and create a new system. And so we really thank you for joining us, Helen. Please, if you have anything extra uh, for this segment, feel free to, to share. I think you said it beautifully, sis. I think at the end of the day, we want you all to remember that mm-hmm. um, peace, like Sam said, is not something you have to fight for. It's something that um, requires surrender. And sometimes it means that we have to mm-hmm. put some things down. But peace is yours, freely given. There's nothing extra you have to do. Um, that God loves you immensely and wants you to have peace of mind, peace of heart, spirit, wealth, health, all of those things, as do we. So as we transition towards our next segment, Am I My Sister's Keeper? We're talking about uh, the critical self-reflection point in our podcast. This is the segment where we explore the difficulties of relationships and challenge ourselves to love each other better. So what is your challenge for us today, madame? Today, sisters and brethren and all those in between... (laughs) It's time to step out, okay? We did all that. All right, baby, it's time for you to step out. So this is a prophetic promise that God gave me to share. There is a promise over your life to be steady in movement and progress into Christ. There is a promise of momentum and movement. And so we have to step out. It's time. It's time to come out of hiding. It's time to stop holding on to your crutches that aren't serving you well. It's time to stop trying to hold on to these mindsets and approach things from these things that these 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 things that no longer serve you and that you no longer you know are. You know what I mean? I think there's something to be said about something that was so life-changing and so global that nobody on the planet is the same person that they were regardless of what they believe in. And I think that um, it's time for movement. And so I have some questions for you guys to meditate on so that you can stay in that momentum and movement is what tools do you need to maintain your momentum for your now? Something that we were talking about, Taylor, with your mom was like embracing the now. And that really hit me because so much we are either in the past we're worried about the future, but we're not able to be in the now. And the now is today. The now is the time we have. We don't, we don't ever get time back, right? Like God can restore us, but time goes. <laughs> and so it's like, how are you going to maintain your momentum for the now today? And what commitments do you need to make your, to yourself to protect the promises from God for your life? So the prophetic promise that is over our life to be steady. How are you going to commit to protecting that? Beautiful. I think on my end is that God is putting the pieces together. 
I think during this time, mm-hmm. a lot of the questions that we've had, I think these go hand in hand, right? A lot of the mm-hmm. questions that we may have had and asking God about what's what's next? Where do I go from here? <laughs> Our title. Um, <laughs> what does this look like? God is really clarifying that and it's going to require mm-hmm. you to step out. There's momentum as God, literally you take a step, he will provide the next path, the next stone you need to step on where your foot will go, but it requires us to actually take a step, right? We cannot mm-hmm. be so trembling with fear that we don't even mm-hmm. walk out and try it. God will not let you mm-hmm. fail. Even if you think it's a failure, it's a learning opportunity. You're getting closer to where you're going. And so he is going to show you as you move, as you move, right? So it requires movement. As Sam said, the momentum is already there, but he's going to put those pieces together and give you, restore all peace in your life, right? Mental, physical, spiritual, all peace. So we are excited, Mm -hmm. y'all. Again, some reminders before we close out today that we would love to have your questions. We want to yes. be supporting you, your, our listeners, our family, right? And so please be sure to go to our Instagram at we define sisterhood, submit, DM us some questions, put it in the comments, mm-hmm. or if you would like to email us again, that's we define sisterhood at gmail.com. We're now moving to the benediction. Finally, we have come to a beautiful section. Hallelujah. No, for real though. Um, We want to spend these final moments just affirming one another with truth statements sold in Christ and with a prayer of agreement. So Sam, please lead us in our benediction. Yes. So as you know, we like to end on an affirmation. So today's affirmation is I will walk with courage into my now and rest in the peace that was given as a gift from above. Let's say it together for the audience, shall we? We'll try this again. (laughs) Repeat after me. I will walk walk with with courage courage into my my now. now. And rest, and rest in, the in the peace that was that given, was as, given a gift as a gift from, from above. above. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us, y'all. <laughs> All right, y'all. So that's our affirmation. And so as I close out in prayer, let it be well with your soul. But the word says that if a righteous man falls seven times, child, what does he do? Uphold you with your hand, meaning he's holding you steady so father we thank you for tonight we thank you for all of our beautiful listeners all over the country and all over the world we thank you lord god that their hearts their minds their spirits are sealed in your shalom your peace your word says that you gave us peace as a gift well father we know that christ was a gift unto the, to us and that he is peace himself and so we thank you that all of us are coming into a place of marvelous light comprehension and insight in the name of jesus we will step into the insight for the plans that you designed just for us father we thank you that your word is yes and amen you are not a god that you shall lie and so every promise you said it shall be fulfilled and so tonight for every lonely heart for every fearful heart for every wandering spirit every soul that is hanging in the balance every soul that is right with you and maybe just frustrated and questioning god every soul that is excited and joyful everybody in between that is going into a transition and a change and that is coming out of a transition and a change father thank you that they will walk with you 
in perfect peace in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, we hope you have enjoyed this wonderful podcast and remember to follow us again at We Define Sisterhood on the gram. Let light, love, and laughter forever be your portion until we meet again. Until we meet again. Ow, 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 ow.